Hello again, Lacondans. I really, I'm, I'm genuinely enjoying starting these podcasts like that. I'm not gonna lie. We just uh, put in a home security system uh, from Telus, and for those of you that aren't Canadian, Telus is like a Verizon, or it's, a, it's just a telecommunications provider. And uh, my sister works in the home security unit, so we got the family discount on a bunch of fancy tech shit that I am weirded out by. We've got like two Google Homes now, and now there's like a home security system that like I can connect with my phone. There's a camera, like I'll go, I could go on my phone, but. Ah, Just keeps cutting out because my cat's chewed the cord. So I can't really move my phone much, but we're racing my phone battery. I have 11% left, and I've taken my sleep meds, so I might fall asleep on the microphone and start snoring at some point. <laughs> that would be quite amazing. But we got 11%. I'm going to try and go. It's 11.15 right now. I'll try and do a half hour. Took a couple notes today at work that I wanted to ramble about. Um, but yeah, we got this like home security system now, and there's like a camera at the front door that I can just like check from my phone whenever I want. The alarm went off last night, and I almost went fucking deaf. It was this soul-piercing screech that I had no idea could even exist in the world of sound. And I felt horrible for the animals in the house because I was dying. So I can't imagine how they felt. But um, I'm going to start rambling today. I took some notes. Like I said, I got a... Jesus, Warriors had a 51-point first quarter? Holy fuck. <laughs> By the way, 142 to 111. How did the... You put up 111 and you lose by 31? Like, what the hell has the NBA become? It's an absolute shooting gallery. 142 to 111. Golden State Warriors tonight. Holy shit. For those of you that don't watch basketball, to put up 111 as the Denver Nuggets and lose by 31 is like the hockey equivalent of losing like 22 to 10. It's patently absurd. So, um, some uh, I got my uh, psychology tests back. We'll do a little bit of a mental health update. And... Uh, yeah, basically it says I got a bunch of unresolved PTSD issues, which is no surprise to anyone. <laughs> I don't think that comes as a shocker by any means. So, uh, yeah, that's about where we'll be at for a while. I'm going to mess with some settings here real quick, so sorry if it loses. I'm just going to increase the gain. I'm still learning the settings on this, uh, this setup. So, uh, I kind of just plug the microphone, the Yeti mic, into my phone. Um... And then I just record it in a voice recording app and then upload it to Anchor, which then sprouts everything else off to, like, Spotify and Stitcher and everything. So, still on a budget, uh, self-made kind of kind of thing. So, anyway, holy hell. Yeah, I got ESPN up on my f computer right now just for some random sports updates because I like sports. Stick to sports, right? Um, my first kind of talking point was uh who do you trust was your secrets um it's kind of a bit of a thing in the jiu-jitsu scene and martial arts scene because uh in the psychology tests that i took there were kind of some prodding questions uh that i actually laughed at a few there was one about like would you prefer to win or lose and i was like who prefers to lose i understand losing having value i understand that 
you can learn a lot from losing. I understand that without losses, we can't define our legacy without a comeback. I know all of that. But who in their right fucking mind prefers to lose? <laughs> like, that was patently absurd to me in so many ways. Because so I was like, there's people actually out here that are that are trying to lose. That's a thing. Like, it can't possibly be a thing. There's no way that can possibly be a thing. And yet, there was a question on the test. So, um, no, it's... It's a weird world because there's questions like, are there people following you? And I'm like, well, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, so technically yes, <laughs> but not like day-to-day -day life. And it was like, are you worried people are trying to steal your secrets? And I'm like, in jujitsu, everyone's trying to steal everyone else's secrets. That's a whole game. Like, <laughs> if you come up with a new sequence or a new technique that works really, really well, you got to keep that shit quiet for a while till you figure it out. So with those kind of questions I kind of just laughed and my therapist was like well why why is that why how is that a thing I'm like well you just don't really understand the scene like in in the worlds I live in secrets are valuable um but in real life I was having to do I talked about it in the last episode a little bit some stress tests and some trust tests and in doing that my family and friends have set up kind of a, a group chat to sorry I'm stirring my tea I'm on my 100 day sobriety run uh that's actually going pretty well so no booze no weed no girls no nothing it's just me getting my shit done for 100 days we'll see where we end up at our 100 days which is about my birthday um we scheduled a boogie seminar for april 13th uh i don't know what time yet or pricing that will come in the coming weeks but the flight is booked he will be here pending competitions or injury he is a highly sought-after human being in the jiu-jitsu world, so for us to have him up in Edmonton is a huge, huge favor on his behalf. Um, so I'm going to try and roll out the red carpet for him as best that I can. Uh, pretty excited about that, so I got that book today. I was very, very happy to do. Um, my coaches are fantastic people, as I've mentioned in the prior podcasts that I've done. Um in in ways that I can't begin to express. Um, they've helped me and taught me things that are just immeasurable. And so in doing that, you don't really want to give away their best stuff or you don't want to short them or create a situation that you can't be trusted because trust in this game is so valuable with your training partners and coaches and mentors. Um, when we get on, when I go to a new gym or an unfamiliar gym or, um, somewhere that I don't know the instructor or the students, I walk in as a brown belt. I'm going to, they're going to, everyone in that room is going to try and light me up or a black belt. That's how that works. That game is violent. So you can't just really stroll in and casually hang out because everyone's going to try and test themselves against you, which they should be. And I, I welcome the challenge is just when you're coming back from injury or out of shape or out of comp shape that level of trust is difficult to award someone um, that you don't know or that hasn't been vouched for. Um, so that has really began to trickle into my day-to-day -day life where I don't know who I can trust with my secrets. And so a few weeks ago, I went out to dinner with a friend Um and I genuinely trusted her with my darkest, deepest secret. Um, 
I had to tell someone face to face. I did it in my own way, texted it, but uh, that's the reality of my life. And that was a thing that happened to me that is very unfortunate, but, and is very difficult to talk about. And I'm not going to talk about it here in any way. Um, that's a conversation for family, but it needed to be expressed and brought up because it was weighing on me because it was one of those, did this really happen or did it not? Because if it didn't, this memory is weird. And if it did, the memory is even weirder and I need some explanation or do I even want explanation? And it's like, do you really want to keep digging on this? And I just decided, no, I don't. I can make do with my life as I have and continue to do so as long as I have the support that I get. Um, I have an excellent support system. Uh, I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways that way. And it was really lovely to be able to discuss that with someone and then continue to talk about life and have her not run for the hills. Um, it was kind of a, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best situation. And she passed that test, so now she gets me at my best. And I think that's a fair situation to put forth to someone. The way I did it might not have been fair. <laughs> um, and I... I don't uh, my apology will be made very well known soon um, I'm making her a very lovely gift but um, secrets weigh on you is what I've kind of found the last few years uh, kind of coming up in the scene because when I kind of took up the 10th planet shield and started really working with the freaks out of San Diego that's the flagship school for 10th planet and I don't think anyone in the system would deny that um, 10th Planet San Diego is currently one moon of the year four years in a row. That speaks for itself. I'm just using data. I'm not I'm not bashing anyone else. There's fantastic schools all across the world now. And please, if there's a 10th Planet or a 10th Planet practitioner anywhere near you, please go visit them. If not, just go to a jiu-jitsu school and start training. Um, keeping those secrets, though... I've really just, I'm like, you know what, I just need to tighten up my inner circle and start venting because I can't handle this shit anymore. I'm done with secrets, I'm done with lying, I'm done with just all the bullshit, and I'm just going to be me. I think I woke up my, my roommates, they're going to be mad. I don't live alone, unfortunately, but, yo! Okay. Okay. All right, we've got to be more quiet. Shh. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a thing. And I think as we come up in the scene, the internet's kind of ruined secrets. The internet's ruined cross-training or keeping people from cross-training. Um, I, I kept saying as soon as the YouTube kind of phase of jujitsu took off, there's no way that you can keep from cross-training. You're coming in and, and working on things that you've seen in videos. That's cross-training. It's digital cross-training. Um... That's very difficult for me overcoming the level of PTSD that I have and the amount of triggers that I have day to day. Um, I believe in trigger warnings. 
I just have so many that I don't bother bringing them up is kind of how I work. Um, it's not that I wouldn't award someone a trigger warning if they needed it. Um, generally, day-to-day -day or person-to-person, -person, I talk fairly politely um, if I'm unfamiliar with someone. To gain that level of respect before triggering someone. But mine are so vast that there's just no real point. I was on the mats last night. I threw on a gi, uh, Big Dan from San Diego. I don't know if he listens to this, but um, buddy from San Diego came up to train, or he was up for work and uh, ended up doing some training. And I was lucky enough to get in some rounds with uh, the crew over at Donnan, uh, Donnan Junior High Elementary. I think it's both uh, here in Edmonton. It's actually really awesome that they have a jiu-jitsu program because growing up I lived... Hmm? Yeah. Alright, there's some real live action for you. Apologies for the dead air. Roommates need a toilet paper. And I'm downstairs, so apparently I'm working the stock room. But um no, it's uh really awesome to see jujitsu ending up in schools now as a school program, um, and a pilot project in that way. I grew up in that Don area uh, as a kid and played hockey at Don Arena. Um consistently even played basketball at the school in the gym um so to be able to go over there and start working with the kids out of there is a really really cool kind of full circle experience for me um as i got back into training though my my hands are jacked my neck hurts and it's just one night in the gi and i was like oh man i'm out of shape and it's just i'm getting a little older i'm 31 now it's not old old but it's old enough and uh with that comes a lot of stiffness and a lot of uh, a lot of bumps and bruises between football and hockey and basketball. Um, early in the ESPN days, they did a documentary. It was kind of when they first started doing the Thirty for Thirty series, and they had Matt Hoffman, who is like the grandfather of big air BMX jumps. Um, he really kind of revolutionized BMX riding and they showed some of the early half pipes and quarter pipes that they made and it was just insanity they'd be coming down these giant hills flying at these things and they'd land and just knock themselves out and slide down the, down the quarter pipe and I'm like I always used to watch the X Games as a kid and would like I wished there were the, the skate parks that they have now back when I was young because Oh man, what I've been 
an absolute terror on a BMX. I, I try. I used to build my own jumps. I tried to like, I put my bike through a fence one time. I built this jump. It was about three feet high. Or maybe about, uh, probably about two foot. And I go off of it. I come tearing up, up the alley. Hit this kicker. Except I contorted the handlebars in so this they were steered towards the right. And when I landed, the bike just jolted off to the right, and I went all the way through the fence. My uncle was very upset. <laughs> I was banged up really bad. Like, every summer I'd come back with just scars from dumping my bike from jumps or, like, blowing out a tire on gravel. I remember one, I think it was seventh grade. I was his first year of junior high. I dumped my bike in gravel. And my whole arm was just chewed up. And so I was playing soccer. And the really pretty boy at school, his name was Justin because everyone's name was Justin then. But um, we were playing soccer. And so my whole thing was like, I was always kind of awkward and lanky and nerdy. But I was good at sports. So when I got to compete against the pretty kids or the pretty boys or the guy that the girls all liked, Sports was where I got to embarrass him, and I did. And we were battling for this ball, and I tripped, and I landed right on that scabbed up, and it just all was full of grass and dirt and stung, and I'm like, whatever, 14 years old, just gritting it out because all the girls were watching, and I'm trying, like, that was that's always been my life is I was trying to show out at sports because that's where I'm most confident, to be honest. I'm not very confident as a human, so building that out right now um, has been interesting and getting some self-value and some self-worth has been really cool and that Matt Hoffman thing he talked about all of his injuries that he had sustained over his career there was, there's, there's just dozens of bumps and breaks and sprains and tears and you name it and he had this line I'm going to paraphrase but what I remember it being was something to the effect of I Matt Hoffman had said of himself I feel that if I die without using every bit of my body to its final limit I will have wasted a beautiful vehicle and as a car guy that goes back to like the drive it like you stole it mentality it's you go for broke like you always go for broke gotta go for broke that's at least the mentality of the greats. Because if you don't go for broke, someone else will. And I'm kind of understanding I'm at that point where I need to make those decisions. And that's the sacrifice that comes with the game. If you want to be upper level and continue with this for a long time. Um, I could walk away from jiu-jitsu right now and be content. I really could. Um... I'm just so close to some really cool stuff, and I would hate to walk away right before that happened, or even just to have a chance at it, to really see if I could realize my real potential, because I'm seeing peers in these positions that I want, I desperately want. I would love to be in an event across from Gordon Ryan. Like, come on. How do you, how do you turn that down? As a competitor, you can't turn that down. There's no way. When I talk of, like, John Jones, that's a brown belt talking to a blue belt. I'm not taking that match for a few years till he catches up to me. I get to pull rank on John Jones. That's the joke. 
that people don't understand. I'm not calling out the MMA fighter. I'm calling out the blue belt jiu-jitsu practitioner. That's the gimmick of the game. That's trash talk. That's building... That's building a story. Because as far as I know, John is still ranked as a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under the Gracie Baja Academy. Their academy grades under time restraints, meaning I've got years until he catches up to my level as far as Jiu-Jitsu goes. So I can turn that match down for a very long time in theory. In reality, if that match gets offered, I'm taking it instantly because it's a giant payday. The, the amount of eyes on it alone would be worth it. And the experience of get that's it's a Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Like, you take the fight. You always you have to take the fight. As a competitor, you've got to step up. Like, if he wants that match, I'm here. In a jiu-jitsu sense, combat jiu-jitsu probably not. I think I'm kind of limited on that with some of the brain scans they've been doing. But I am more than happy to participate in a jiu-jitsu match. Rumor through MMAfighting.com earlier this week was that John pissed clean the night of the event, 232. At which point everyone was like, hey, what do the haters got to say now? I'm a hater. Here's what the haters got to say. I can be off cycle and piss piss clean too. That's about where I'm at. And I just don't care anymore is the thing. It's like he's just going to muck it up in some way. We need to accept that and move on. And pay attention to the good fights. Because it's just weighing everything down. He did this stupid Trump impersonation. I'm pretty sure I talked about it before the presser. And I'm like, you can't do that, man. Like, it's, that was the right question. That lady asked the right question. And it's just so infuriating to watch Dana sit there and chuckle. And, like, I'm like, you guys are just making this awful for everyone. I'm talking as just a fan of MMA or as a former fan of MMA. Like, Bellator is the spot to be. Start watching Bellator fights. But, like, I'm at the point now where, and I think sports in general are at the point now, and as we get into gene doping and genetic imprinting, we need to decide what is a PED and what's not. Like, are we going to start testing for a spe- and setting a specific level of testosterone? Because, like, I know myself, I have double markers for fast-twitch muscle via a DNA sequencing that I've done with 51% West African DNA, meaning I'm full of fast-twitch muscle, which gives me a lot of strength. And I don't think that's a secret. I'm a very strong human being, physically and mentally and emotionally. Emotionally, not so much, but definitely physically and mentally. And with that, and... If there's someone that doesn't have those attributes just genetically, is my testosterone technically a PED? I believe so. As far as a performance-enhancing drug, like if we start talking about like Babe Ruth versus uh, Barry Bonds. What Barry Bonds' nutritionist has him doing versus what Babe Ruth's nutritionist had him doing. Very different story. Very different story. PEDs is performance-enhancing drug. Drug is a a substance that manipulates 
the way your body functions is to me the most apt way to describe a PED. Because I don't believe drugs to just be what have you acid or steroids or mushroom like that's not drugs i think sugar is a drug i think caffeine is a drug i think alcohol is a drug those to me all qualify as drugs by definition here i will google the definition of drug right now let's look this up in the age of google drug definition all right drug a medicine or other substance which has a psychological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced to the body boom point in case in point caffeine is a drug sugar is a drug sugar is the gateway drug in my opinion that i think gets missed by a lot of people they're like well weed's a gateway drug i'm like nah it starts way before weed we've got sugar we've got caffeine we've got i can keep going um And so as far as sports go, like, are caffeine pills a PED? If someone's on a night shift and they show up and drop caffeine pills, that's technically a PED. Except we live in a world that that's not an issue because everyone drinks coffee because it's socially acceptable. And I think one of the bigger struggles with life now especially is what is the societal norm, what is accepted by the majority... And that is what we then decide to be acceptable. Because something like TRT was running rampant in the fight game for a long time. And then new testing came through that made it illegal. And new limitations that made it illegal. And you started seeing a bunch of MMA fighters just drop off. It's weird times that way because as we are genuinely getting to the point that inside of my lifetime, hopefully, if I'm not dying, we will have discussions of genetic alteration of children for the wealthy. I don't think we're that far off. And again, let's talk like what are we defining as a PED? D being the key component there to me. Because if someone is, let's say, 400 points lower on a testosterone score than I am naturally, they should probably be taking some enhancements to even make it somewhat fair. Especially in a fight game. But if I'm taking that as an additional... Hey, I'm going to get another 400 points on top of my already over and above testosterone score. 